everybody, welcome to another episode of Back of the Guide Shack. Sorry it's been a while, but I have a great guest today. Her name is Danielle Bartolomucci. Yeah, we're back at the Guide Shack. And we're back at the Guide Shack. <laughs> I've only been trying to have you on the podcast since I very first started doing these. And I, somehow I, you have managed to just not be on the podcast. I'm squirrely like that. You are. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you always have to go see Logan. Yeah. Yeah, but he's here today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, how the fuck did that happen? <laughs> These worlds aren't supposed to intermix. <laughs> uh, so. Flood runs on the road, we'll do that to you. Yeah. yeah. So you're down for New Year's. Yes. We New Year's Eve float, we did the whole entire Lower Rogue in like six hours. Goodbye 2022. Bye 2022. It's now 2023. We're going to run Grave Creek to Foster Bar in five hours. Hell yeah, sister. <laughs> Actually, we had to go. To, no, it was further than that. We um, had to start at Almeda because the road is closed. Oh. <laughs> I didn't even notice. <laughs> We're I so used we're to starting, just launching from I there. That we were just like, starting at Alameda because maybe like it would be too flooded at Grave Creek, or we had so much water level in the water that we wanted those extra ten minutes because no. it'd be so short. Uh, okay. Although it was fun, it was fun. Uh, no, currently the road is closed down to Graves Creek because of slides that have uh, oh. gone over the road, supposedly. Oh, that's not fun. or something. Yeah. I don't know. It was great though. That was a great way to end the year, man. That was just like. Makes you feel satisfied of, of being a human. Oh, yeah. I finally made it through Boston Bar without swimming at this float. Yes. Yeah. So well, this exciting. also is the first time you decided to scout it. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, getting out run. and looking at it <laughs> before you run it, turns out, <laughs> gives you a totally different perspective yeah, of yeah. what's going on yep. in the rapid. Oh, my God. That's um, my last time. I was just like, they're like, should we go help him? Like, No. No. He's a big boy, and he just made a choice. He made his own decisions. He made Don't make stupid choices because yeah. he's doing it. You let it. him live with his choice now. <laughs> and Look, we're going to do what we're doing of our choice. I really trusted my line last time. Mm -hmm. I had a game plan in my brain mm -hmm. as to how we were going to run it. It just didn't happen. No, that's usually what happens when you don't make your line. <laughs> you have this idea of where you're going. And I don't know how, it just doesn't happen. Every line can't yeah. be a winner. No, they're okay. not. I try, you follow those bubbles and you <laughs> see where you want them to go. <laughs> you end up in a hole, like high siding at the bottom of Blossom. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Alright, yeah. so where did you grow up? Dearborn, Michigan, right outside of Detroit. Okay. It's a fun place. There's not a lot of rivers to go play in that aren't poison. <laughs> uh, it's very urban I grew up and went to Catholic school Lived in a very tight-knit Urban neighborhood And then But we always had a house on a cottage on a lake Or a cottage on Cottage house on a lake Because okay. everyone does in Michigan Because there's a lot of lakes there Right And so there was no, always... one, no one wants to live by the lake mm -hmm. But they enjoy visiting Yeah, no, we'd visit Eventually though, my mom is like that And we moved She moved when we were like 14 or 15 up to the lake And that's when we left the city Which sucked Because all of a sudden There were only really spoiled white kids everywhere Though, being by the lake was really cool And it was really calming uh -huh. Which I never really realized Like, oh, like environment can have effect on how you feel 
It totally does. And this is kind of nice, though all of you suck and your parents are going <laughs> to get you Grand Ams and Grand Prix for your birthdays or something when you turn 16. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I grew up there. And what did you do once you got out by the lakes, like for your free time? Did you ever go canoeing? <clears throat> we didn't canoe. We were typical Michiganders in the way that everything revolves around a motor. Oh, right. So we would go uh, tubing and skiing and uh, uh, what's it called? Kneeboarding, because wakeboarding wasn't a thing yet. Uh-huh. And tubing was my favorite because you just haul your ass behind a boat really fast and get slammed into waves and then slam into other tubes and, and you can fly roll in the water. Them. Yeah, fly in the water. It doesn't take much skill. You just lay on the object and are hauled. Well, I mean, you know, there's a lot of weight yes, distributing. Weight, weight. You're going to do yes. a lot of like. Yeah, that transferred to rafting. It definitely yeah. did. I think I, I had <laughs> it's definitely a built transferable skill. <laughs> I also did a lot of that growing up. Yeah. Uh, my brother, my oldest brother, as soon as he got out of the house, got a lake boat uh-huh. and was like, every weekend we're going. And it's so I fun. also love tubing. It's so great. But like, a lot of intuitive high siding is happening <laughs> yes. when your older brother is driving the lake uh, boat, just yarding you every which direction. You're just like, ah, ah, yeah, yeah. Save yourself. Yeah, or you got a double tube and you're being slammed into each other on a Ooh, curve. So that's exciting. Yeah, super fun. But <laughs> nothing that take though. Like none of the like. Uh, my mom was a super big skier, like from when she was younger, because her dad would like put four pairs of socks on them and put them in the skis because they didn't, ha- you know, he's too cheap to buy like kids skis. So they just have adult skis. But, so the kids will wear like tons of socks or like a pair of shoes and fit into the skis. Yeah. So she got, yeah, and they, she just fucking hauled them around on the lake since they were like little and they didn't even know what they were doing. But so she Perfect. learned, she could ski really well and slalom ski and like backwards ski and all those like fun little trick things. But I never learned any of that because... Tubing. Me. Yeah, tubing. Because tubing. <laughs> if no one holds makes makes you do it, then I'm just going to take the easy way out. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Sorry. Look, you guys, this looks painful every time <laughs> yeah, you wreck. Yeah. I'm just going to lay, on, lay this on this thing and just get tossed off yes, every now and then. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, that's, how we, that's <laughs> what we did on the lake, which was awesome. I miss it a lot. It's a little weird being out here now in Oregon where there's just, it doesn't, lakes don't feel as accessible. Or as exciting. Or is exciting, yes. Because exactly. now we can go on a tube yes. without having to worry about the person on the yeah. other end of the rope doing yep. any crazy things. Or getting wrapped up in the rope right. or having to have an expensive boat. All you have to do is just trust that the tubes know the way. Yes, they do know the way. <laughs> oh, I kind of wish I would have brought a tube yesterday. I left them in the car. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have time to do any tubing on the river. Could you day. imagine tubing Blossom? No, because I really didn't want to swim into that hole. <laughs> and I would have had to work really, really hard to you move across the river. You don't. If I would have been in the... But if I was in the tube, I actually might not have been that hard, though, if I stayed in the tube. I just but don't we know had downstream safety. Yes. I just don't know if I'd have the ability to stay like, in the there tube. There was people down there waiting for Yeah, it. I mean, Jeremiah's down there. So then it would have been the there. ultimate opportunity to be like, I tubed Blossom at yeah. 25 grand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's also a lot of work <laughs> yeah i saw but a line there was that's a line no no no, no. there's there like... much 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 more clearly a line in there i would not have wanted to do mule creek canyon though but i, I oh do, my gosh mule creek not... canyon was wild that was like super annoying to anyone who doesn't know the river because it just looked like a big much i mean twice as wide as normal and and just like 
ro- rolling rolling holes and laterals yeah and, and, and but not even splashy still just like rolling boils creating like splashes but then it was so friggin tiring <laughs> and i'm like, what? like am i just this out of shape or I is this actually recall, harder than it looks? I don't recall having to work this hard. No, not at all. I did double the amount of work that I think I well, normally do. And the do rapids are all in the wrong places. Yeah, no, no, no. None of it made sense. I was like, oh, wait. It was all oh, perfectly where are we flat. At? Are we coming up to in? Stair Creek Falls? No, this isn't Stair Creek Falls. We're still way too early. What am I thinking? Nope, that's Stair Creek Falls. And then okay. you turn the corner and there's just this monster rapid. You're yeah. like, where did this come from? That's like the, the new... Whole boats are coming in the first hole yeah. and they're dropping like 10, 15 yeah. feet down. It's the new high water narrows is after Stair Creek Falls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is pretty damn cool though at the same time. I was like, oh shit, this is last year where there was a, a really big slide, cool, fun wave. But it, this time it was actually pretty rowdy, not just a big wave train slide. Well, it made it all the way, the water was all the way over the rock. Yes, yeah. That was on the other side. Whereas last year the rock was a little exposed. Yeah, which I think caused more of a pinch and like a... Yeah. Just a V slide down. But no, that was awesome. What a great end the, way to end the year. And great friends. It was so nice to be with Ryan and you. And I haven't seen Jeremiah and Chris since like, I think almost last year when we ran Probably the, the last run. high water run. Yeah. It was so fun. That's, I was how else is there better to spend your time i don't think anything but also i would rather be rafting every day yeah but apparently you have to like make money somehow well like i just said earlier what's going on inside of me that i'm feeling stressed out that a family member invited me to hawaii and that sounds very stressful because how am i going to do the boating things that i need to do right now it sounds like you should just go boating because Hawaii seems like a total waste you know? of your time. Well, it's like, you'd think to most people, that sounds crazy. I'm going to go to this beach and there's going to be blue skies and warmth and wear tank tops and bathing suits. But I, or, need, I need to go in my dry suit. We could go get into a dry suit. <laughs> yep. Go sit in the rain. Yes. My epidermis needs moisture. Yes. Is what I was yeah. told. Hydration. Hydration. Yeah. So if I just sit in the rain all the time, yeah. then that'll happen. And if I don't, like it's I yeah it sounds like easiest really way to stressful do to figure out how to get these things done and to be able to do those other things these are more these are like you have to those are like okay now it's a chore that the tropical places have become a chore uh-huh. to rafting maybe sometimes all right now but that's Currently. okay it's gonna be great though I just got to find a way to say no to a really polite opportunity so I can go sit in the driving rain in a dry suit on an inflatable tube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's going to be good. But, like, where else would you rather be? Nowhere. Nowhere. It's so much more fun. You're out exploring a new place in a way that nobody else gets the to see The weather doesn't change there. It's just always sunny. Yeah. And you just sit on the beach or you just float in the waves where, like, I'm moving and I'm doing things and the weather changes and it's challenging. And then the and my sun friends comes are out. There, and then the sun comes out and you really appreciate it. And then you see a great blue heron. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's pretty good. So how did you get into rafting? I went to school for social work and women and gender studies because I wanted to just be useful. And that felt good when I was doing those things in college. Like, oh, working at nonprofits and different volunteer services stuff felt really, it felt like very good way to be useful. And um, and then when I got out to Oregon, I worked in the nonprofit sector for like five, six years. And as I was doing that, though, 
one of the reasons I came out to Oregon other than the food and beer and wine and agriculture scene being like off the chains for like good food and beer and wine was I wanted to f do more outdoor stuff or like explore these outdoor places because I didn't do any of that really other than snowmobiling or tubing growing up <clears throat> but uh yeah so I was like working at this nonprofit, and there was a couple people who worked there that would every once in a while be like oh do you want to go hiking or do you want to go skiing and you know, I'd snowboarded in Michigan and I liked, I'd go out to the gorge and go hiking and it was beautiful. And I just really enjoyed it every time I do those things more and more. And I just wanted to like be one of those people. And I got the hiking thing down on my own. That one's not too hard. You just kind of like get some food and water and some good clothes and go walk. Yeah. You, you know? just put some stuff in a bag. Yeah. yeah. Go walk. And then you figure you out, you get a little map. And, you just yeah. go in a general direction. Yeah. And it's kind of cool. In Oregon, there's like a lot of signs. You don't even yeah. have to find a map because they just tell you where to go. So that was cool. That was I've heard great. you can get lost, though. Yeah, and not if you stay, like, on the trail. That's, like, that's, like, Which when, sounds a that's lot, like going from a class two boater to a class four boater. That sounds a lot harder, like, staying on the trail versus, like, just stay in the river. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm saying of, like... Like, I, yeah, I don't that's think... That's a whole other level of, like... That's like going down a river where you don't need to navigate any water to all right. of a sudden you need to learn how to actually read water. Right. Or... Well, I'm, like... So, like, no matter what, when I get on a river, yeah. I know where I'm going. Yeah, no, 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 you're going, you're going I'm going down with river. the current. Yeah, yeah. That's one out. So, that's actually what I think what brought, okay, so that's actually what's <laughs> happening in my life right now is exactly that explanation. So, it's funny. I've done this big circle. So, I liked backpacking and hiking, and then I was totally, uh, got, you know, enough experience to be, like, a volunteer, like, leader on trips like that. And then I realized, like, oh, I'm not really enjoying the nonprofit sector as much as I want to because though I like my job, I make $13 an hour and I live in a city where that's not a livable wage to afford an apartment or right. live a life. So I need to figure out some other stuff. If I'm going to be poor, I want to be poor happy. <laughs> so I, uh, I really like the outdoor stuff I was learning. So I decided to be really like, pragmatic and, and very, like, if I'm going to make a stupid decision, I'm going to make a stupid decision responsibly. So I was like, okay, well, I know I have land skills now. I should get water skills so my resume is balanced with these other activities if I'm going to do something with them. <laughs> so I went to a, I researched like all these water stuff that people make jobs doing. And I was like, seems like there's a lot more whitewater rafting guide trainings and there's sea kayaking trainings. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing that I have to live at the coast and only the coast for sea kayaking. Where rafting... You can live anywhere. All over the place, multiple states that aren't even near the ocean. Who would multiple have thought? countries. Multiple countries. So I decided to do that, even though I thought sea kayaking actually sounded cooler. And then it was really cool. It was also very, like... Learning a foreign language, because I did not step foot in a whitewater raft until I was 28. Okay. And I didn't even go backpacking until I was 24. So all of this stuff was just like, I'm surrounded by these old, old timer adult instructors. And then a lot of the other people in the training are like 22, 19. And I'm like, hi, I'm 28. And I'm starting my life over again. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be poor. I'm going to be happy doing stuff I want to do. Um, but it was awesome because everybody was so welcoming and I'd always just felt like the imposter in all these outdoor scenes, climbing or hiking or backpacking because I didn't grow up near any of that stuff. I didn't know the language. I was just figuring it out. I really always needed kind of felt better if there were people who knew more than I knew to go with. 
<clears throat> and so all of a sudden there was just so many welcoming people. It didn't care what color you were, how big you were, what gender you were, if you'd done it before or not done it before, if you were willing, helpful game and had like a good attitude, you weren't an asshole, you could make friends all of a sudden and people be like, yeah, you can come. You didn't even, like how I met you. You can just look at people you don't know and be like, and they'll go, do you want to come with us? We just want to met you. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other story. But yeah, so Bogey was like, <laughs> was like so welcoming and uh so i just kept trying it and i decided maybe i could make some sort of a thing of combining my social work background with the outdoor stuff because i had started volunteering with like big city mountaineers and other uh outdoor youth programs that basically take kids out for free programming whether it be on the water or on land and get them out doing something they wouldn't normally be able to do, whether either because they live or who, you know, gear or just right. like, that's just not foreign. To, that's foreign to their cultural experience. And so I was like, I'll just do that kind of stuff. So I was like, I'll get a job at Outward Bound or in Wilderness Therapy. Um, but the easiest way to build up the skills was just by following the obvious door in front of me, which was, it was so easy to get a job rafting after going through the raft guide mm -hmm. training. So it turns out like, it's a really cool job and like there's a people don't stick around and it like they they need a lot of them and yeah there seems to be a flaky crowd sometimes or the, something the raft guide crowd well it's, I the work say ethic i don't know i wouldn't say they're flaky i don't know there's so some... much as they just don't like being in the same place yes, for very yes. long yes maybe that's the word they change they change they're very uh okay with change and movement they're just like okay yeah. well i've had enough of this yeah. and now i'm gonna go do something over yeah. there and i think i'm just enough of like uh grew up in the midwest where you like enough of a pattern and security and structure where i'm like oh no this is good i'll keep doing this until what? something better presents itself and is a stable option to move to right so uh through that i <laughs> started rafting a lot and it was fun and all of a sudden like I, I was telling you earlier i all of a sudden realized all of this intensity that was like my normal being all the time this like high vibration level level of tension and just tenseness in my body level of like almost social anxiety and like insecurity and just like you know negative vibrations just went down yeah. and it, it was just being outside and being physical and so honestly i started feeling all of a sudden like oh my god is this how like normal people who are like not crazy feel like because i still feel kind of crazy but i feel so much less crazy I mean we're all a little crazy. crazy. And if but... you're not, then there is really something wrong with you. So <laughs> right. I all of a sudden was like, this is like a really sustainable way to feel in your body. Like I actually could continue living life like this and be like, I don't know what they call like, you know, happy humans or a normal adult. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. Fun functioning humans. Yeah. There's my choice happy right there is humans. I actually, for the first time in my life, feel like, a somewhat like okay this is a decent life like how i feel in my body like mental health wise and self-esteem mm -hmm. wise and also just like physical wellness of being active all right i know this probably isn't like the smartest decision to make and i can tell that there aren't a lot of older people who do this unless they're instructors but i'm gonna be okay with that like judgment i may get from other people because i feel good and so then i just kind of kept kept going i tried the wilderness therapy thing was really not my cup of tea after about a year it was just way too emotionally 
constant conflict and stress and I can't separate the stress of someone else's stress from my own stress. So then after a year of that, I was like, I'm going to go back to working with people who want to be right where I am. And it was so cool. <laughs> well, that's one of the beauties of being a raft guide. I feel like everybody wants to come with you. Everybody just gave money to the business yeah. that you work for yeah. so that they can hang out with you for yeah. the afternoon. Let's go play. Yeah. Um, you're not forcing them to go play and have like do something fun that they think is terrible. Um, but you know, all very good experiences though, all help you to be better in terms of working with different people and crowds and conflict and such and such. But so I tried doing the like combine it with social work realm and ended up coming back more to the, the more the commercial side though. Now, after now doing this on and off since like 2013, I finally have gotten to the place where I'm going to could definitely be more combining more of the school-based trips. Mm-hmm. Kids still that want to go with my private commercial guiding stuff. Um, so that's how I got here was just trying following that train and figuring out mm-hmm. at each step like, oh, do I like this? Oh, no, I'm going to go back to the nine to five work world for a few years. And then I'm going to go back to guiding. And then you meet more people. Then you go back to the nine to five world and you're like, wow shit, is this what I'm going to do for the rest of my life? Is like go to bed at 8 or 9 and then wake up at 6.30 and then spend my entire functional part of my day doing something I don't understand to make this other person money and then go home and have like three and a half hours to myself uh-huh. that I need to do That's laundry what a lot of people and do food and for their whole life. pay my bills and maybe hang out with my partner. God, if you had children, how would that even be in that time span? I don't know. And then go back and do it again. And then maybe have a weekend sometimes where I'm supposed to like have... I'm- I'm not anti-children. I'm just anti-children for me. Yes, and that's fair. I'm you know? like I'm also kind of in that uh, that's a that boat. But but yeah. So I was like, <laughs> why? Like I can't. I couldn't. I can't believe that this could be the rest of my life, and that every year I need to specifically plan. I get two weeks of paid vacation. What am I gonna do with them? Where am I gonna go? What can I financially afford to be able to get the wellness I need to live a good life? Yeah. And that's the Western culture's like human existence. I can't, we can't do that. None of us should be doing that. So we're I not agree. doing that anymore. That's why we guide rafts. Yes. So now we guide rafts. Yeah. So uh, I work for several high schools doing youth programs, doing backpacking and rafting. And then I work for the National Outdoor Leadership School. Um, being able to do hiking and rafting, well, almost rafting for them now. And then I work for the private companies like uh, Mr. Wall and Arrowhead Adventures, Arrowhead River Adventures, and then whoever else needs help. Um, And then I boat with my friends and it's way better. Uh But speaking of what we were saying earlier of like, you know, it's really easy to go down the river because it takes you where you need to go. You don't have to like navigate. All you have to do is just don't... Um, leave the river? Don't leave the river. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you hit the side of the river, which makes it hard to leave the river. Yeah. So you got to be working really hard to get lost. Although there was one point yesterday that I was genuinely terrified that I was going to have my whole boat sucked under a ledge coming Where? through Horseshoe Bend. Oh, did you get On really the far back left? side of Horseshoe Bend, we did get really far left. Like, probably less than a foot from the wall, and then... It boiled up and kind of kicked us off yeah. the wall, and we shot back out into the middle. And I was like, "Whoa, 
That was close. I, I was let, letting Logan uh, row at that time. And so all I remember is I was just, I didn't actually look at the hydraulics like super heavily of what was happening on the lower left where it generally curves, uh, you know, into the little curve that creates that little eddy at the, at the bend. But I, so all I was doing was going, push, harder, 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 push, push right, right. <laughs> so that's all I was doing so that I could make sure I, he was getting harder. farther, farther uh, center right than I wanted to be so that I didn't have to deal with any kerfluffle, which he did. But I really think I tired him out going, push, push, harder, harder. So, but yeah, that was a little scary. Well, and that one is like, so you come into it where it's normally a rapid and yeah, there's nothing. Nothing. It's nothing. all completely flat. And you're like, oh, that was yeah, like, oh, are you very anticlimactic. You might be able to just kind of just normally row right through this chill. And then you row around the corner and at the tail end of mm-hmm. the horseshoe bend, it turns into this like pretty wild rapid with a yeah. lot of gradient to it somehow. It's because of how that, yeah, because r- right when you get to the end of the rapid, it like gets super rocky there right around the corner, like the wall that kind of is the end of the left of the bend or whatever, left shore of the bend, and then you've got the upper horseshoe camp right there mm-hmm. at the absolute bend bend. But that's all rocks after that. I don't know if like the why there's so much more rock formation exposed there, if there's like something that changes in what rock formations are exposed or whatever yeah. in terms of sciencey stuff with rocks and geology, but it tightens up there. There's a super constriction because it's not like open hillside anymore. Like it is above, but yeah, that was, after that that was, that was like, I think we should pull over. <laughs> yeah, that's I, yeah. It's like, let me grab these orcs for a little bit. Um, but yeah, speaking of uh, the, the navigation thing, I, after I decided to come back to guiding a few years ago and I worked with all the private companies, um, which you got me a job at Mr. Wall, I was like, oh, I can't keep doing this private stuff the way I am because it's just not as emotionally fulfilling because I'm just like schlepping super duper hard for some people who, you know, just, I don't know, it's just the private, the private guiding game. Sometimes at times it can get a little tiring, but also I think it was just the company I was with just didn't work for my culture of what I needed, though I was working with some friends there that made it enjoyable. But I missed the school stuff and the kids and the programming and like the outdoor education curriculum and experiential education stuff and the empowerment that you get to give them and the leadership skills they get to learn and exercise. So that's when I decided to go uh, to the instructor courses with Knowles at the outdoor leadership school. And I was like, Oh, but I'm already rafting. So I want to be a a backpacking instructor. And then I gave them my resume and they signed me up for a raft instructor training. And I said, no, no, no. I I said, I wanted to be a backpacking instructor. Like, well, we really need raft instructors. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I do that all the time. So I went to the backpack instructor course and got approved for that, which was all good and good but i'd already had my whole summer planned out so i never ended up working for them as a hiking instructor but it's so i am now and i am like what was i thinking rafting is so much easier than yeah. backpacking yeah, like i don't know what where think, my brain was think about how much stuff you can put in your boat and yeah. not carry it well like and honestly it's the navigation the part camp. that's what stresses and me no out and no navigation i can brute haul my tubes, ass through a lot of shit the tubes know the way but i don't want to get other humans 
lost in places where I could really, 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 really hurt them and we could be really, really, really lost for a long time. Yeah. When I could literally just get my fat friggin' boat on this river mm-hmm. and we go straight. And if Fred slips and breaks his ankle, we'll just reset it. His name was Alan. <laughs> anyway he didn't think we were very funny he didn't think we were funny no <laughs> i thought we were funny yeah um but we can just put him on a boat just and toss, make a yeah, donut you set him on a boat yeah. and then take him to the takeout yeah. you can't do that on a hike trip no nope and also it's just i don't know it's yeah i think it was like the um, i mean i just if I'm going to be in the role where the responsive, I don't know, these are the things that I'm just finally like, it's amazing because I'm 37 now. <laughs> um, but I'm finally working out is like, why am I choosing the much more like emotionally stressful or higher, um, higher probability for risk or like consequence route rather than the other route where there's still probability for risk and consequence and harm but this one's a little bit less in my mind like the rafting side for some reason feels a little less for me than the hi- the hiking side because for the most part as long as you just like keep them in your raft mm-hmm. they don't get hurt well, and that bad. if they get hurt we have something that we don't have to carry them out our right. physically ourselves no for they just have to like miles. they just have to sit still yes. and stabilize yes like their family stabilizes them in yep. the raft yeah and then you just don't take very splashy hard hitting yeah. lines you yep. try to take make it as smooth but even as then can. i'm not having we're not having to physically carry you out hours so I'm like right. why am i making like choosing this one route that i enjoy rather than this other route so i just decided like i, I can go walk around in the woods myself for mm-hmm. fun yeah. and i'm just gonna do that myself for I fun mean, i wouldn't yes but i know, I know <laughs> i've seen saying. you walk around in the woods for fun before we just have to find you very motivating carrots very very short trips yes where i don't have to carry anything are my favorite kind of hikes yes which the uh i was surprised when we went on our vision quest at half moon lodge because you had no idea how long that was gonna be and you just like jumped right on it and i was going on vision quest i think that was your carriage you just like you thought this is gonna be a psychedelic experience next thing you know we are like not. crawling up the side of this cliff face. In the like, dark. It's dark outside. And it was very vertical. <laughs> and I'm realizing now that I've been touching the ground while I've been walking for a lot of this journey. Yeah. And now I have to go back down there. Yeah, and you haven't even, you can't even like I can't see, see anything. Shit. All we had on were those those tutus we with had, the yeah, lights. The dark but, tutus. The, but the lights were dimming. Yeah. Yeah. They were losing a lot and of And I was wearing power. Crocs because I didn't know we were going that season. far. <laughs> I also had a, like my brand new Bedrocks on that yeah. I had never used yeah. before. Very slick at the moment. Yeah, which is it was great. awesome. But no, we just need to get you walking. We just need good carrots. Like we are able to go walking in the dark to play pranks on people. We yeah. are... Are we walking... To go tubing in the dark? To go tubing in the dark? In places we feel I safe. I love Kids don't that. don't do that at, I'm at a home. big fan. Yeah. 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 And we got to witness the very first ever descent of someone in a three-piece suit tubing blossom yes. in the dark. And we also got to watch the first descent of someone buck-ass naked with a glowing tutu on of blossom in the dark. Who's that? You. Oh. 
<laughs> Remember? Because... No, we didn't have the tutus on. Oh, we didn't? No, we took them all off. That's why it was so dark getting into oh. the pool. Oh, ah, duh. And that's when I so fell. So you were just naked, naked. Yeah. yeah. That's when I fell. Well, I had a vest. I had yeah, a, we, we, had, I had a, we had our poof design. I had a poof design. Poof Wear your PFD at all times, people. So No, when I fell off Especially the trail the and then Forrest fell off the trail on top yeah. of me. Yeah. That was not fun. No, and that was exactly why. And, you know, this people, this is all about choices. We all make choices, as I said earlier. Like yeah, you just have choice. to be willing to live with yeah. it. I decided if I'm going to go walk down a hillside on the Rogue River, which I know very well, I'm not going to do that in the dark without shorts on. Because <laughs> if I fall, I could rub my private parts in a lot of poison oak. Yeah. But we all make choices and some people decide to go <laughs> naked. <laughs> and we all... And then Live with our choices. You end up with a lot of poison oak on your butt <laughs> and your legs. Uh, or you wear a three-piece suit and you don't have to deal with any of that. No, you're not wrong. No, but I, I think the three-piece suit envious. got thrown in the trash after that. Well, that makes sense. It was probably super cold and really heavily like logged with water. It'd probably take forever to dry. It had been a probably was a little smelly too. Probably. But yeah, but yeah. So now I raft. And I'm really happy with it. And I raft with you guys. And we have fun together. And we go down the Rogue. Maybe it sounds like we got some other fun trips in the pipelines yeah. for the winter. But, We'll yeah. see. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think we're looking at Drift Creek. Yeah. On the All Sea. Mm-hmm. Um... I haven't ran the Clackamas yet. No, I'd I haven't like either. I also haven't ran, ran the Sandy. Um, oh, the Sandy's fantastic. I know, everybody says that. We need to go but, do that. Yeah, we should. But also, like we were said, we're, we're all going different, which is kind of kind of sad, but also kind of exciting. It kind of feels like we're all turning into, like, kind of real adults now. No, that's not A what's little happening. little bit, because like, we're, we're all, just... all like going our separate ways this summer. And that kind that's of feels just... like we're not going back to summer camp anymore. Right. So, current summer camp is over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, um, normally, though, we have this winter is, summer camp, and then we have, last, like, hard summer camp This last summer. high water trip was yeah. a great way for a lot of us to just be like, well, this is going to be the last time. That's the last summer. Yeah. Because we're not all going back to the same place. We're all going no, to different places. We're all going to different places. And we're just going to have to learn how to act with the new kids yeah. at the new summer camp. Yeah, but but I mean like it's like it's like we're all Which going sucks, to live we our lives. Know... And that's sad. But it's going to be exciting. But yeah, so we have to make the most of the winter yeah. summer camp. When I fortunately for me, my next summer camp, I've already kind of like I got like to go visit and their you, summer camp. You got a good summer camp. Yeah. I got to go visit their summer camp occasionally throughout last year's summer camp. Mm -hmm. And um, so at least I'll like know a couple people when I show up. Yeah. So it won't be like I'm the completely new kid. Yeah. No, I'm going to go to a new summer camp in Idaho. And that sounds like fun. Yeah. I'm excited to do that, but I'm not, you know, it's been, they're going to be a very different vibe of summer camp. Oh, has that got anything in it? Nope. Okay. Uh, different vibe of summer camp. But it'll be interesting after I do this one. Uh, I just really want to be able to get out on the salmons and do work out there and feel really competent. If if I end up back here for the more local summer camp is the regular summer camp, you know? It's basically just a good opportunity to get out on those rivers and then we'll see what goes from there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at maybe doing Upper Klamath, Lower Klamath. Mm-hmm. Nugget and mm-hmm. lower rogue 
trips next summer, which is going to be really exciting. Cause I think it's really nice. I mean, it getting mixed up and not being the exact same trip yep. all the time yep. is definitely nice. I think so. it is. I think you won't get, like, super angry, jaded. You know, I think when you're doing like this, I don't, I don't think I got very angry oh, or upset. I didn't mean you got upset. I'm just saying it's easier to sometimes, I think, get jaded when you're doing the same cycle. Over oh, and yeah, over yeah. Again. yeah. Sorry, I, I didn't said, mean that as a personal I like, jab. I feel like this last summer was really awesome. Yeah. I had a wonderful time. Yeah, it was fun. We worked with a lot of really fun people. We yeah. had a lot of really fun guests. Yeah, good guests. Yeah. We... The river was good. I absolutely loved starting the season at 4,000 rather than oh, at yeah. like. 2000 that was that was honestly what made i think the season the most fun for me i gave a couple a couple trips got some great rides through some stuff that nobody else gets to ride because once the water drops down those lines are pretty well shut down yeah it's that was just super fun super fun yeah and like one of my favorites is running china bar on the far right i still didn't do that the whole time i just took that big those big waves and like china bar on the the far right when you come out the other side everybody just turns around and looks at you and they're just like holy shit what was that yeah we i need to do that with you because i didn't want to take the guests in there if i didn't exactly understand where i was going yet so i would just chunder them into those huge waves in the in the center there's a high goal post Mm -hmm. on the right side and Mm -hmm. a lower goal post on the left Mm -hmm. and as you come in you just gotta stay between them so it's kind of like upper black bar in a way it's just your timing oh upper black bar at that flow is so much fun too you just plow down the center right down the center and just hit that monster (laughs) hole so great and that's how i was kind of treating china bar a little bit was just like haul in there and slam into those hydraulics which oh, they loved. forward they loved it. yeah it was so good <laughs> harder and then they're all happy happy little campers but yeah it's been it's been a cool ride doing the raft guide stuff you know just like with any outdoor work is very empowering and you meet nice people and it obviously like we've said it makes us happier humans mm-hmm. and so we just need to we just keep following there's following something about up. going out and just being around water mm-hmm. that being physical being outside i don't even know if you have, like, just like being near water mm-hmm. i don't know what it is like you don't even have to be on the water like go yeah. down and look at water yeah that's moving water i don't know what there's it is about some, moving I think water there's some studies about this out there it's got to be moving yeah. water though yeah. i think lake water doesn't do it for me i think it's not as dynamic it doesn't maybe have as much effect on yeah like a higher enough impact on your body maybe i don't know yeah that's a definite yeah. maybe yeah what is your all-time favorite uh memory of being on the river oh like what's one that just stands out what's one that just stands out really really big in your mind or just like this was a really wonderful experience and this is one of the reasons i keep being a raft guide i don't know if it's necessarily uh why i keep being a raft guide but maybe why i keep rafting um i just i'm in my mind right now i'm getting all these like pictures of moments so i don't really i'm not really getting a favorite but i'm getting pictures of moments like one is uh when i was on one of the first multi-day trips with that i did with you and your friends and your dad and i remember (laughs) us sitting around in camp after i didn't know really anybody anybody other than you and jb and just everybody was just sitting around on the dry boxes after a nice day of boating and there was just so much raucous banter being shot across at everybody nonstop for like two hours 
And I was just sitting there not having to talk because I don't really know anybody. And I'm like feeling shy, just laughing my ass off with no one that I knew. Yeah. But feeling totally safe and comfortable and having a nice day. And it was just so great. That's one we that comes up in my head. We were probably all just talking shit to each we other. You were. That's all I was. But it was great. I laughed nonstop <laughs> for hours. And in a situation where normally someone like me who's kind of shy would be super anxious. And it was so nice. And then another one is like, I remember I put this little tiny kid in the water in Mule Creek, which I didn't put him in the water. He put himself in the water because he wasn't holding on and you slam into things sometimes in Mule Creek when you're new. And he went up on this rock and he looked very like majestic and I got him off the rock into the boat after I dunked him under the water so I didn't like run him over with my boat. It's another story. But when he got back in the boat, he goes, oh my God, I felt like Ariel. And we all just like, it was like the funniest, most adorable thing a seventh year old, a seven year old has ever said. It's like, oh my God, that was great. I just felt like Ariel. I just felt like Ariel. Yeah. So like that's the moment. up on this rock. Yes. Like and this adorable little boy. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, you have no idea how much danger you were in. But man, you fucking felt like Ariel. This kid just had an Ariel <laughs> moment. He felt, he was like, he was living the dream. That sounds and like then, it. God, and, and then I think about a youth trip I did the last summer when I was on a break from other things of the kids at the end of the trip, like, had this appreciation circle where all 12 kids said something they appreciated about us three guides. Like, every, so every... All of us got like 12 compliments from these kids of like what they appreciated about us bringing to their trip and doing for them. And we didn't even ask them to do this. They just decided like at night in their sleeping bags that we were all going to like pull up in a circle and they were going to tell us how much, how great we were. <laughs> like, oh, this is why, this is why I like to do this stuff is sometimes it all works out right. And you all are so Sometimes happy. at the end, you guys love us. You like us. <laughs> Sometimes at the end, you don't no, like No, I had another kid that said I was, you know, uh, yeah, you know, you know. I don't always read those comments. Sometimes it's just like it's not worth hearing what you have to say. Uh, so, you don't so. need to look at the comments. It's just yeah, a bunch of haters. Yeah, stuff like that, man. That's the best. That's the best. That's what makes me keep coming back. And then being on a commercial trip where I'm working for private guests, but I'm working with my friends. And so we're doing our daily grind, but I'm with other people who just want to make it fun too. Right. We all have, no matter what our job is, we have the daily grind of whatever the job is. But I'm working with other people who want to make this fun in a place that makes us feel good. Yeah, so that's why you got to pull yeah. over and do butt dams. And so then when we don't have a job we have to do, we all run and get into our tutus and get our, uh, our floaty donuts tubes we get our, our tubes floating donuts. we get our tubes. tubes in our tubes and then we go the and we go personal watercraft yeah we go float like little otters holding hands down the fun rapids and we have this like fun awesome experience with ourselves those are the things that's why i keep raft guiding all right yeah what's your Let's favorite ottering what's your favorite craft of choice if you could Ooh. pick one craft what would it be I still think my favorite craft of choice is the baby boat. Oh. Next next it will be the inner tube, but it's the baby boat. It's like the 10 to, you know, 11, 12 footer uh, small raft. Mm -hmm. Like the Rogue series from Sotar. Like old, Soder. Like baby Soltar. blue or the Rogue Soder? Soder? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're Soder boaters. Soder boaters. Yeah. Soltar. Yeah, we're Soder <laughs> boaters, Siri. Yeah, yeah. So that's my favorite craft because... 
we can be stable and have tons of nimble fun, tons of playful fun. And we can go all sorts of places that we can't normally go. Right. And we go there because we can. And why not? Well, yeah, with Little Blue, I've yeah. gone on runs that like everybody's like, "Well, that's strictly a kayaker run at that flow." And or, you're like, well, my boat made it down. Yeah. So. Or we watch someone's cat boat get wedged between this slot and on the Illinois, and we're just like, "Boop de doop." You gotta pick up that big old cat and pull that over those. No, I rocks. guess you need to figure out how to get yeah. yourself unstuck. You was too cat. fat. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get through there. But our, yeah, our boat was just like. Boop. Slurp. Yep, it was great. But that or the inner tube. I've definitely, you know, I thought the inner tube thing in the road, because I'm, I'm a baby when it comes sometimes to risk and trying new things. I know. That's one of the things, like... I, I held out for a while. I feel like, like that's... I don't want to swim in those things. I feel like that's one of the activities at summer camp that mm-hmm. I didn't get into until yes. the end. and you regret it. And I regret yeah. not but getting into it sooner, time. like, you know... Yeah, we have more time. I also just think... It's, uh, we've had this conversation I'm just going to have to start bringing them on on my trip. Yeah. Just bring like three or four yes. of them. And if you yep. have free time, you yep. jump in and, and go. That's why I brought them to the river yesterday. But then as we were packing, I'm like, we're not going to have time for this. We're I'm not going to have time for any air tubes. Yeah. But no, um, <laughs> uh, it's like. I mean, we did show up at the takeout right as Ellen was driving into the parking lot. That's pretty good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Timing wise. That was really good. But, uh, I, I think with the inner tube thing as I, we talked about a little bit this summer is even though I now really like it and I wish I did it more and I'm getting more comfortable with bigger risks with it. I still think like we've talked about that. I don't always need to be a class four or five boater. Right. I'm pretty happy being a class three, four boater. Yeah. I'm really happy there. I want to have more funsies than scaresies. And my scaresies level isn't always funsies for me. So I want with like the a, tube, I'm going to be in the class three section. I don't need to do I want a couple scares. Yeah. But mostly I want it to be a fun day. Yeah. So I that's like why, like, I think I'm fine being not being a big, not big, like, gnarly tuber. And so some of the things that I didn't do for a long time, or reasons I didn't do it for a long time, so I was like, I don't want to swim in there. Yeah. I don't want to fall off my tube into that hole. I still don't. But now I've come to terms with, I'm not a baby necessarily it's just that that's just not what i want to do that's why you have to rock into it yeah you gotta lean in yeah sometimes you lean in too much though yeah but that's (laughs) (laughs) lean in (laughs) not that much and then you go off the other side of the boat it really depends okay so like on russian oh you didn't even get that that association that i made like no. when you leaned in too much and dove out of the boat in the oh, Illinois. Yeah. oh no smith the smith, smith. That, was, that was i just thought it was funny my preemptive high side to a boat that didn't <laughs> high side you just went for a dive <laughs> i missed <laughs> but your effort was so alive i felt my <laughs> vest and my hips slide over, over the, the tubes tube. <laughs> and i was like shit i was like oh all right, he just dived out of the boat. I'm gonna do this by myself for a bit. I dove in, and then uh, I was in Dan and somebody else's boat that I'm not thinking of the name. Is it Patch Adams' boat? I don't no, no, it was that. Uh, oh, that it was like fat a, cat. Yeah, it was a red fat cat or super duper like puma. The, no, no, no. Uh-huh. Hold on, give me a second. Okay. I'll just start Beige? saying names. Not beige. It was like greenish. Oh. I don't even yeah. know what color that is. It was a nice guy who came rafting with us and they sure. picked you up down the river and it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was there and we were like, hey, let's go do this again. Well, I hopped in and I was standing in the back of their boat. I was like, oh shit. 
Hi, friends. She's still surfing up yeah. there. Yeah. I just was, you know, the boat. You're, turned. I mean, you're sorted out. Yeah, the boat turned that way, so I get on that side, and I was like, "All right, we're we're gonna turn around again, so I'm gonna get on that side. No, nope. we're gonna do this, and we get on that side. How long am I gonna do this for? I need to put in some paddle strokes. I think I've got to make a decision now. <laughs> I've already turned around in this boat like four times, and this seems so far like a pretty stable, stable surf of that. I could be here for a while. I think I gotta reach out of here and make some paddle strokes. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think it's time for action. Yeah. That was fun. Oh, that was fun. Yeah. That was a good time. But that came because you were talking about high siding or leaning into things. Oh yeah, you gotta romancing lean in. the when stone. You're, when you're yeah, when you're in your inner tube, you just gotta kind of lean into the waves and and then yeah. sink your butt down. Yeah. Really nice and low, and it'll just kind of like you flatten out and then you stabilize and then yeah. you can pop back up and get your get some paddle strokes I think, in. I think that's a thing I didn't do as much as I needed to was to sink my butt down into the center of the tube. I'd still be a little too much, just like I'd be leaning forward, but too much of my body would be on the tube surface, top surface. If I was going to go pro, I would get hand paddles like the kayakers little, oh, use. Oh, that sounds so and cute. You could you, have little otter hands. Yeah, you'd have like little otter scoop hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, whenever Logan brings home his ducks from duck hunting, I spread out the little duckies' web feet. And I'm like, your feet are so cool. Why are we eating you? Because so cool. they taste good. They do. But they've got such cool little scoops. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's so cool. But Some yeah. people have those on their, their bodies. They've got like webbed toes and fingers and things. Yeah. I've yeah. never seen that before. We don't throw them in the river anymore. We let them live. We should, <laughs> though they'd probably be very good swimmers, and we should maybe have them be a part of our rafting team. Maybe. Maybe. It's hard saying not knowing. Yeah, we need no, to actually start knowing. a rafting team. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Let's start a rafting team. <clears throat> we'll have like probably the most gender diverse rafting It'd team be out there. Or the beginning team. of our cult. Yes. Um, yes. And that's where we'd start collecting our People. followers. That's how we intake our members. Everybody yeah, so has that, to have so an intake So we start competing method. as a rafting yeah. team. Yeah. And we start picking up members here, picking up members yeah. there. Because some then... cults get their members through like, oh, we have a cafe and everyone loves to work at it. And then yeah. slowly they suck them into the cult. Or others, it's like a self-development course. And yeah, you're like, oh, do you cult. want to be a better person? And we're like, hey, let's go have fun and go rafting. And then slowly yeah. we kind of like bring them into the cult. Then we rein them in. Make them our slaves, make them guide for people. We'll be like a we'll be like a rent a guide service, and then I don't people. Know, I don't like this so making them into call, slaves because well, it sounds like something too much has like the to male, fund the cult. I know, but you're make this sounds like the classic male dominated cult where well, like no, no, no. The, like things start to go bad when you use that language. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is is that we need an income for our. There cult. are active working members. They're active. <laughs> See, and this is why I'll never be the leader. Yeah. I'm just a participant. Yeah, no. So you, yeah, you give yeah. me the lingo that we yeah, need to we're use. we're going to work on that. So gonna anyways, we're going to wrangle up some boaters uh-huh. and then we rent a guide them out. Yeah. So when companies are like, hey, we need a raft guide. We know a lot of companies And we're like, like that. cool, cool, cool. We have them. We got three. Yeah. What, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Do you want guys? Do you want girls? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just like read off our roster. Do you want old people? Do you want young people? Like, do you want this type of like cultural what, background? What, do what are you looking for in a yeah. guide? And then yeah. we'll, we'll pick out the guide yeah. and send them to their trip. And they'll go run a four-day, five-day, seven-day trip. 
or whatever. Is the point of that just for them to make money or yes, to also and absorb we, new members? We get paid. Uh-huh. They get new members to come in. So they're kind of like the personality. They're the flavor yeah. nugget that's going to bring people, bring uh-huh. in more people. They're like the movie star in a way, the right. flashy thing. They're the glitter. Like, they're the glitter. They're, they're the glam. glam. Yeah, they're the glam. They're glam, the glam glitter. and glam. Glitz and glam. And then we have like our insanely like glittery members who just like don't even need to like go work, but probably do like Ryan, Ryan, that like. They're just, they're not even one of our, like, active working participants. They're, like, one of our flagstone pillarship member, pillar right. members. But they're just so flashy that they're always going to bring us more people. We need to make sure Naturally. we take care of Ryan. Naturally. She's going to bring a lot more people to our cult than I'm going to. She's going to bring everybody. I, um, yeah, no, you're not wrong. Yeah. So we got to make sure we find ourselves some good, more good glitter. But just good people, though. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. So then from there, mm-hmm. like, what do we do with them in the wintertime? We just keep them active. Keep them active. Keep them happy. Do we just play. Keep, do we just, like, take them boating in the wintertime? Yeah. Like, we hey. Take, this so is we, how we keep the community strong. So what you're saying is our cult is basically going to be winter camp. Mm-hmm. And then in the summer you go work. Yes. And then winter camp. Yeah. Because that's, like, I feel like with most cults. You got whatever the cult does that keeps them afloat financially right, that'll or be... structures wise. But in general, people aren't because of the cult because of that. It's because of the community right. uh, relationships and life that they live, mm-hmm. their life that they have with these people. So our life that we have with these people is going to be our boating. Right. And then we sustain our cult and build our cult through so um, now, I guess summer activities. What is our belief system? Um, that's something I feel like we need to come up with at some point. We all need to like sit down and establish. Feel good. Look oh, good. Duh. Feel good. Look good. Third. Safety third. Um, yeah. Go with what you feel. Go with what you feel. Yeah. Um, oh, hundred percent. Just get in there. Lean in there. Yeah. Just lean in there. Get on or, in there. Or come on in. Come on in. Depending come on, on in. depending um, on the situation. Everybody is worth a good howdy. You know. Sometimes. Yep. yep. Good howdy. I mean, you um, can't and you can't force howdy certain no, things. Well. You can force howdy most things. It has to be very strategically used. Right. Yes. It can't be overused. Um, and, you know, rafting for all. Rafting for all. Everybody's welcome. Do we have a messiah of sorts? No, because remember when we started thinking about the messiah thing, it gets you down the route of where there, when there tends to be one pillar member, shit gets corrupt. So that's why I remember we went with the well, council. No, but like, but we could have a messiah that or he's already passed. Oh, I'm sorry. Duh. Okay. And then I'm just thinking of like our, this shiny leader. And then we can have our council of high priestesses. Yes. Hmm. I part of me thinks that if we keep it more general, it's your job of a to interpret what he said. Or she said, what, whoever the Messiah was. I kind of think I want to keep my brain's like, I want to keep it more about a general like community belief or a community uh idealistic idea that's like the focus of it because if you keep it more general and about everybody then everybody feels like they're essentially important and a part of Mm. making it happen and and like they are a part of the messiah because we're making the messiah is us all together living this great existence or if it's just one person, we're always like comparing ourselves to that person and putting so them above like us, and the they're Messiah more important is like than the us. Universe. Yeah, just where we could whole. all be the messiahs together. Okay, 
to be happy. I love it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, it's been wonderful talking Thank with you. you. Thank that you. sounds like a wonderful time. note to end it yeah. on. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah. Bye, Danielle. Bye.